0: Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. And we pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. I've got one verse of scripture that I'm going to read before you're seated. And it's found in Psalm 91 verse 1. Psalm 91 verse Verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I want to teach tonight on our place in God. Our place in God. You may be seated. Amen. So this scripture, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the almighty amen it's a secret place because people that don't believe in god will never find it it's a secret place because people that don't seek after him uh, with their hearts will never find it it's a secret place uh, for those that do not hunger and thirst after righteousness but when when you believe in god and when you know that He's got a special place for all of His children, all of his, all the believers in Him, Amen. And that place is under the shadow of the Almighty. That that uh, and there's so many benefits of being in that place. And so I just wanted to talk to us about our place in God and how we as believers should rightfully take our place in God and not let anybody kick us out of our place in God or intimidate us about our place in God. God has a very special place for all of his people. It's a wonderful place. It's a powerful place. It's a place of protection. Amen. It's a place of blessings. One scripture in the Old Testament talks about that he shall uh, He shall keep us uh, under his wings. Amen. So metaphorically, the wings of God the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. Uh, You know, like like a a mother bird. Amen. With the wings over the little baby birds and nothing's going to be messing with those baby birds or that mother's going to be all over whatever's trying to come after her little babies. Psalms 32 verse 7 said, you are my hiding place. Talking about God. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance psalm 119 said you are my hiding place and my shield i hope in your word amen and that's another place when we talk about the shadow of the almighty under his wings of protection uh, or his shield it's all talking about a place where uh, we have safety a place where we have comfort and peace, amen, a place we can run to, a place we can hide out, a place we can regroup, amen. Now, this place is not a physical place, but it's a spiritual place. It's a place that, uh, where we dwell under that shadow, and it's a place where God gives us authority over our enemies. Now, our enemies can be people, our enemies can be uh, demonic spirits our enemies even can be sickness amen or things uh, thoughts that try to come in our minds and try to pull us down amen of doubt or uh, unbelief or depression or any kind of thoughts amen those can all be our enemies but he gives us authority over our enemies amen when we are in our place with god The Bible said in Luke chapter number 10, verse 19, Jesus said, behold, I give unto you power. And this was one of the promises that we talked about when we talked about possessing the promise on Sunday. Amen. There's a couple you're going to recognize. Amen. That I'm just kind of tying back in to what I'm talking about tonight. He said, behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you amen and when we're in his place uh, amen of that shadow and that shield amen we have authority praise god the word power there means authority amen in other versions of the new testament when you read that verse he gives us authority over uh, serpents and scorpions and the power of the enemy and james 4 7 said resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's another promise we talk about on Sunday, I believe. So how do we resist him? We resist him by the authority of God's word. Jesus, when he was tempted, said it is written. And we, when we're tempted or when we're facing adversity, we can say it is written. Yeah. That's why we, ne- we need to read the Bible and we need to think about it, meditate on it. We need to pray about it. Amen. For when we're out there, amen, just on our daily lives and something comes up where, you know, it's not church day. We don't have anybody around us from church or whatever, but we're, we're a believer. Amen. We're a child of the King and we have the shadow of the almighty. The shadow goes with us. And so we stand on the authority of God's word and we say it is written, amen. And we stand on the authority of the blood of Jesus, amen. We plead the blood against our enemies and that blood also washes away every sin. And we also uh, stand on the authority of the name of Jesus. He said, whatever you ask in my name, it shall be done. So we pray in Jesus' name, amen. And when enemies come against us, we can rebuke it in Jesus' name, Amen. And they will flee Amen. when sickness comes. We can pray against it in Jesus name. Yes. Praise God. We don't need we don't have to wait for the, the pastor or minister to lay hands on you to be to feel like, OK, I'm going to have my miracle of healing. No, the Bible said we can ask or you or the Bible said believers find a believer, find somebody else. Anybody is a believer can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover yes. how they do it. In my name, they do it. Amen. And by the authority of the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us, because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen. We stand and we we have our place in God. And these things are our rightful uh, tools and weapons that we can use. We don't need to shrink back. We don't need to cower down against intimidation. Amen. I know God's invisible, And our enemy sometimes is right up there, visible in our face, like a huge mountain, like a roaring lion. Amen. And we're like saying, God, where are you? Amen. He's there. The shadow's there. Amen. The word's there. Prayer's there. The name of Jesus is there. The blood's there. Amen. Praise God. But we got to be in our place with God. Amen. That for all these things to be effective. So, uh, when we realize that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, that means that me, that means that I and God make a majority. You and God make a majority. That's just one person. And then all of us together, if one of us can put 1000 enemies to flight, And two of us can put 10,000 enemies to flight. What can a whole church do? Amen. When we band together, amen, in faith and believe and expect expect God to do great things, amen. So it's up to us, amen, as we uh, are on our search for the things of God and walking with God to find our place in God and stay in that place and not let anything or anybody take us out of that place because as long as we stay under his shadow we will have access to all God has for us these things we talked about and much more but we've got to stay under that shadow that's the presence of God we're talking about the secret place of the most high amen under the shadow of the mighty, uh, almighty that's the presence of God in his presence is fullness of joy at his right hand our pleasures forevermore amen and so we understand that that it's in his presence. And so that's why we pray. That's why we come to church. That's why we get in the word of God because this all helps us to get in his presence and stay in his presence. Jesus said in John ten twenty seven, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And then notice verse 28, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Amen. His hand is the place we're supposed to be. Praise God. In the hand of God. And he said, if we are his sheep and we follow him and follow his word and follow his voice, even when it's not popular, even when, amen, other people are not following, we do it because we know what's right. He said, he's going to give us eternal life and we're not going to perish. And nobody, he said, and, and, and neither shall anyone, Snatch them out of my hand. And Romans eight, Paul says this, amen. Uh, in verse 38, he said, I am persuaded. He didn't even say, well, I kind of think, no, he said, I am absolutely persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, what's going on right now in my life or what I'm worried about tomorrow, that's what he's talking about, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing will be able to separate us. Amen. Nobody or nothing can take us out of our place in God unless, unless we allow it to happen we have our will and notice in Romans he said any other creature praise God what he didn't list in there was himself he didn't say not even I can keep myself out of the love of God oh yeah I'm the only one that can if I'm on board if I'm all in with God if I'm jumped in with both feet With my whole heart, mind, strength, and soul, I'm telling you, nothing can snatch me out of his hand and nothing can separate me from the love of God and I'll be in my place. Amen. And when I'm in my place, I will have authority against things that come in my life. To speak and to use the name, the blood, the spirit, the word. Praise God. So we can't allow anything or anyone to knock us out of our place. Ephesians 4 27 said, neither give place to the devil. In other words, don't give your place to the devil. Don't let the devil talk you out of don't let the devil deceive you into don't don't let the devil intimidate you or lie to you about something or other to make you leave the hand of God, to make you get out from under those wings, to make you get out from under that shadow, amen, and that secret place. Don't, it's not worth it. Don't let it happen, amen. Praise God because God wants us to stay right there and he can only bless us and he can only help us and we will only have that ability and authority and power if we stay where we're supposed to be. Amen. Praise God. And what's going on in this world today, there's a lot of things going on to try to knock people out of the place, knock people out of the uh, under the shadow of God's almighty power. Amen. But we just got to stand firm. Amen. And if there's any time in our lives, uh, in our walk with God, that we need the power and authority of the word, the blood, the name, and the spirit, it's right now, and it's going to be tomorrow. Praise God. And so we need to stay in the place where we could access those things. Proverbs 23, 23 says, buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. What that means is once you get a hold of this truth of Jesus Christ and this wonderful salvation message and this powerful heaven, uh, you know, destination that we're talking about. Amen. Don't sell it. It's not, it's not worth it. Amen. Praise God. Don't give your birthright up like Esau did. He sold his birthright. He was the firstborn. And so the firstborn gets the lion's share of the inheritance from the father when his father passes away. But he sold his birthright to his younger brother Jacob for a bowl of beans. That's so much he thought about it. That's why the Bible said he despised his birthright. And we cannot despise our birthright. We are born again into a royal family, praise God. And we got to stay there. And it's not worth anything, amen, to sell. It, it doesn't matter what the offer is, it's not for sale. And that's the way we got to look at it. My salvation, my walk with God, my soul is not for sale. Amen. Buy the truth and sell it not. Jesus talked about parables in the New Testament, in the Gospels, when, when he, said, he said the kingdom of God is like a man, amen, that uh, found a, a really special treasure in a field, and he, he, he spent all he had, amen, to buy the field so he could have the treasure amen then he said the kingdom of God is like a pearl of great price and somebody came and he gave all that he had to purchase that pearl amen and so we're talking about the kingdom of God is priceless amen and we give all that we have our heart mind strength and soul and we gotta sell it not and in our patience possess our souls We read about Adam and Eve, the first human beings, according to the scripture, that were created. They were were not born, they were created adults, amen, and God created everything else before them, all the animals, all the fish, all the reptiles, all the bugs, amen, all the birds, everything was all created, The, the trees and the grass and the and the plants and the flowers and, and all the, the sun, the moon, the stars and everything. everything the whole thing was all in uh, working order by the time Adam and Eve came along. And he gave them dominion and authority over everything else. The trees, the land and all the living creatures on the earth. That's the way the beginning was. Genesis 1.28 then God blessed them right after he said he made man in his image. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. The word subdue means to conquer and bring into subjection. And dominion means to rule and to prevail against So in the beginning, adam and eve had all the power and authority they were given it by god over the earth and all the animals and everything amen and everything was hunky-dory for a while there everything it was in a beautiful garden amen they had all these trees to eat off of except for this one tree that you hey don't be touching that one but everything else was a fair game in there Amen. But you know, when you, when you say, Hey, you can have, you know, everything off of, you know, out of those bins, but this is a special bin. You can't touch it. You're, you're automatically wanting to go, Oh, well, what's up, what's happening over here? You know, it's like, Hey, you got 40 bins over here. Don't be, you know, well, but you're telling me no, just like kids, you know, we tell them, you know, yeah, you can play here, but you can't play there. Then all of a sudden they're over there playing because they want to know why they can't. Amen. And, uh, You know moses had ten commandments but adam and eve only had one commandment they couldn't even do one okay and so but that one commandment don't eat off the tree of knowledge of good and evil so they ate off of it and they fell into sin and in the fall of sin amen they brought sin into the world they they pat they were going to be passing sin to their future generations And they were not only cursed, if you read that, you know, the serpent was cursed and and, uh, Adam was cursed and and, uh, Eve was cursed, but the earth was also cursed. Amen. And needless to say, the consequences of giving up their place in God. I mean, God would come in the cool of the day and fellowship with them and talk with them. They had a beautiful setup. They were innocent They didn't even know right from wrong as far as anything. It was just God and his will and everything was right. Amen. But now they fell. Amen. And they opened Pandora's box, so to speak, and just let everything out. And where before was perfection and purity and light and harmony and true happiness and, and close relationship with God now became darkness and pain and sorrow, suffering and sickness, carnality and spiritual death. Even the animal nature, because, you know, the animal natures, Adam and Eve, they had dominion. So they weren't out there afraid of, you know, hey, we got better, better stay in the car, you know, because uh, there was no car, better stay in the car, the lion's out there, you know, at the safari down in San Diego, whatever, better, better lock those doors, you know, because that hyena over there is laughing, but he really wants to eat you. And... Uh, and, and that cheetah over there or that alligator and all that, he, they didn't have to worry about any of that because they had dominion over that. Those, th- those things wouldn't even try to do that back then. They had the power. Amen. Animal natures were that way. But because of what happened, amen, now all of a sudden they had to worry about that bear and they had to worry about that wolf and they had to worry about that lion and they had to worry about snakes. Amen. And so animal natures changed and instead of man having dominion over them now man had to fear certain animals. You know how I know that? Because the book of Isaiah prophesies in the future when we get to the place where the millennial reign happens in the book of Revelation then when the new heaven and a new earth has been created amen on that new earth uh, animal natures will change back to the original intent of the garden of eden amen longevity of life they said a child will die and will still be a child but he'll be a hundred years old still be a child they said you know all kinds of things they're talking about longevity of life and all this stuff isaiah eleven six said the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb the leopard shall lie down with the young goat the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Now, bears don't graze. I mean, they graze on cows, but they don't graze on grass. Now, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child, which is the baby, shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child, amen, the little older child, shall put his hand on the viper's den, they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Amen. That's the way it was in the beginning. But now everything is upside down, topsy-turvy. Sin came into the world. And the worst part was about this, if it couldn't get any worse, but it did. Amen. Not only did they experience spiritual death, not only were they, they broken into communion with them and God. Amen. What happened was they gave up their authority they got out of their place they got out from under the wings of the almighty and the shadow of the almighty and they forfeited their god-given dominion and authority over the earth and everything and they gave it to the devil and that's why paul said if you're ever curious why paul called the devil the god of this world now I, I always spell that with a little G because only one God gets the capital G in my book. Okay, but it's called that. He's called the God of this world, and He called Him that because of He understood the situation. Amen. The, the Satan became in charge in, in, in a place where He had no business, but He was given. He was given that because Adam and Eve knocked themselves out of their place, and so the devil set up his kingdom for the express purpose of keeping people over the thousands of years out of their rightful place, trying to get all in their business and everything. And then this went on for 4,000 some years until God decided, you know what? I'm coming myself and I'm gonna take care of the situation. Praise God. And I'm gonna come as a man and I'm gonna die on the cross and I'm gonna <laughs> shed my blood and I'm gonna pay the price and I'm gonna say it is finished, praise God and I'm going to restore man's rightful place and authority in God for all whosoever will take advantage of what I'm going to do. Amen. And Paul explained how, how that whole thing worked. He talked about the, you know, uh, the, the first man that got us into this mess, and he talked about uh, the, the next man, Jesus that got us out of the mess. Romans 5, 12, wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. For if by one man's offense, talking about Adam, death reigned by one, much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one jesus christ verse 18 therefore as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life praise god and for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous that's talking about the lord so the lord started changing things around, and when the church was born, amen, that the people had the authority, amen, to not just let the devil slap them around. And we saw what Jesus did. He came and he started his earthly ministry, and Demons had to ask him permission about things. He would tell him to shut up. He would tell him this and that. He would say, okay, get out of him and get out of there. And death, you you get out of that per That person's not ready to die yet. Lazarus, come out of the cave. This woman lost her son. You come out of the coffin. Amen. He healed. He touched. He did everything. And demons were just running all like, ah, and having all kinds of problems. Because they just had it all to themselves for thousands of years. And now Jesus came and said, okay, get ready. Because we're upsetting your apple cart. And my church is going to come. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And my church is going to come against the gates. Amen. With the word and with the name and with the blood. And those gates have to open. And that church is going to go in and pull souls out of hell. Amen. And get them right with God. So when we are in Jesus and he's in us, we have the ability to have that authority because we can sit in heavenly places, which gives us a unique perspective as seen through the eyes of God and his word. This in turn helps us better navigate the things we encounter and experience in our everyday lives because we're in heavenly places with Christ because we we come here together together and we sit in heavenly places, praise God, amen, and when we're in a prayer, when we're in prayer to our, with God, and just us, or maybe, uh, you know, our families praying together at home, or whatever, you, you can get in heavenly places with God, amen, Moses was one minute at the bottom of the mountain, just minding his own business, tending to tend his sheep, and the next minute, he was up on the side of the mountain with his shoes off, because the ground was holy and the bush was burning and the bush talked to him amen so out of nowhere uh, the place of God can be amen even in a wilderness even when you don't think it's there God's right there amen and he can speak to you and he can show great things to you we can sit in heavenly places anywhere in our car at home at the church ephesians 2 6 said he raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in christ jesus where are those heavenly places what are those heavenly places Amen. I told you about a little bit right now. Amen. It's more of a, not a physical place, but a mindset and a spiritual, amen, uh, understanding. Amen. Ephesians 1.21, those heavenly places are far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. We have that in our lives when we stay in our place with God, so it's so important for us to remain in the secret place of the Most High God, in the shadow of the Almighty, and walk in our God-given authority. Amen. And just say, well, "I'm, I'm going to pray right now," you know. And someone, someone said, "Man, I'm feeling terrible, or whatever." Oh, I wish it was church, and I could bring that person to church, and you know, the pastor could pray. No, pastor, I can't heal nobody. Amen. Why don't you just lay hands on them right there? Amen. Yes. Are you a believer? Yep. Lay hands on in Jesus' name. Yes. Praise God. You have the authority. Yes. Praise God. Now, a man named John Bevere, who is a uh, he's an author of several books, and he's a, uh, a, a renowned uh, conference speaker, he said... This statement is very powerful. He said, If you don't walk in your God given authority, someone will take it from you and use it against you. Amen. We got to walk in our God given authority. We don't give it to nobody. So, see, Adam and Eve gave their authority over to the devil. He used it, he took it and used it against them. Amen. And used it against their kids, their grandkids, and all the generations throughout the until jesus came and got things right amen so i don't know about you but by the help of god i'm not gonna let that happen we're not gonna let that happen amen we're not gonna not walk in our god-given authority we're not gonna hand it over to anybody else that's that's the same thing when jesus said amen when he came to jerusalem and he uh The Pharisees said when they were all crying and worshiping him as as God, they said, hey, tell these people to shut up. And he said, hey, if these hold their peace, amen, the rocks are going to cry out, amen, because if these people don't do what they're supposed to do, amen, if the people that believe in God don't worship God as God, amen, somebody else is going to do it. But you don't want to give that to somebody else. That's why we sing, ain't no rock gonna take my place. Ain't no rock can sing amazing grace like I can. I can sing amazing grace, amen, better than a rock. And I can worship God better than a rock. I'm gonna do that. I'm not gonna let anything or anyone talk me out of or discourage me from what I'm not gonna let it happen. So if I stay in my God-given place that he promised one day He will take me to a special place and you to a special place that he's preparing for his children. Amen. John 14, 1. Let not your heart be troubled, Jesus said. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, There you may be also. Amen. So we got to stay in our place under his powerful wings and shadow. Amen. Until he comes for us. And then we're going to go to another place. And it's going to be a beautiful place. We read about it in in, in, uh, in, uh, Revelation. It's the new Jerusalem. Amen. A city coming down from God out of heaven. A beautiful place streets of gold and walls of jasper and gates of pearl and all kinds of precious stones and who knows what it's all about. Amen. Because the Bible said, I had not seen, ear hath not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him. But he has revealed it to us in his spirit. We have a little glimpse. We feel the presence of God. We feel the power from another place when we come and worship together. And that's what we just got to stay tune with god and don't let anything try to talk us out or uh, you know get us off track for what our plan and mission and our purpose is from now until he comes amen what an incredible message thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may god bless you